I V M. Welcome to All Things Policy, a daily podcast supported by Pragati, a flagship media initiative of the Sakshashila Institution. We are a bunch of policy nerds based in Bengaluru, and we like to bring fresh perspectives to Indian affairs and an Indian perspective to global affairs. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us for today's chat. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of All Things Policy from the Dakshashila Institution. Today, Priyal and I, Ruturaj, are going to talk about how Greece employed an AI program to screen for asymptomatic COVID-19 cases arriving at the international border. This program was deployed between August and November of last year, that is 2020, and it has helped contain the number of cases and deaths in the country. But before we dive into the episode, I want to uh, make our listeners aware of a, a survey that we at the Dakshashila Institution have come up with. And the name of the survey is India's Global Outlook Survey. Now, what this survey aims to do is it's supposed to act as a tool to get your inputs, uh, your your listeners, our fellow Indians' inputs about what you guys think should be India's priority, especially in the field of uh, foreign policy. So please visit the Dakshashila website and please participate in the survey. Okay, now let's get started with the today's episode. So tell me, Priyal, how did this exactly come about? What were the series of events that led to Greece thinking of using this particular program, algorithm, to screen for patients? I read about a bit and the series of events that led to it seemed to be very interesting. And I would really like to know more about this. Uh, Yeah, thank you, Ruturaj. So how it went about is, like a few months into the COVID-19 pandemic, operations researcher Kiman Drakopoulos emailed both the Greek prime minister as well as the head of the country's COVID-19 scientific task force to ask if they needed any extra advice on how to deal with the pandemic. Now, Drakopoulos works in data sciences at the University of Southern California in Los Angeles and is originally from Greece. And um, he received a reply from the prime minister. So around the time, the European Union was asking its member states, uh, many of which uh, had implemented widespread lockdowns in March, to allow non-essential travel to recommence from July 2020. And the Greek needed the Greek government needed help in deciding uh, when and how exactly to go about with uh, respect to reopening the borders. Now, Greece, like many other countries, lacked the capacity to test all the travelers, particularly those uh, that are uh, not displaying symptoms or are considered asymptomatic. Now, one option was to test a sample of visitors, but Greece opted to try an approach which was rooted in artificial intelligence. So between August and November 2020, with input from Dracopolis and his colleagues, The authorities launched a system that uh, uses a machine learning algorithm to determine which travelers entering the country should be tested for COVID-19. So the authors uh, found the machine learning to be more effective at identifying asymptomatic people than was random testing or testing based on travelers' country of origin. So according to the researchers' analysis, during the peak tourist season, the system detected uh, two to four times more infected travelers than uh, what random testing detected. 
So this machine learning system, which is one of its first of its kind, actually, is called EVA and uh, is described in the Nature Journal issue that came out in the third week of September 2021. And it is an example of how data analysis can contribute to effective COVID-19 policies. Now, also the main issue was given the fixed budget for tests, whether they could conduct tests in a smarter ways using dynamic surveillance to identify more infected travelers. And one of the biggest challenges the governments were facing in dealing with COVID-19 is the inability of the testing infrastructure at their national borders to realistically check every arriving passenger. Now, one, these kind of comprehensive testings would, one, be very expensive as well as extremely time-consuming, which is why most of the countries either screen passengers that are arriving from specific countries or conduct like random testing for uh, COVID-19 uh, virus. Very interesting. So the programmers who came up with this algorithm just approached the government and because the timing was sort of perfect and Greece was in need of such a such inputs, they agreed to deploy this algorithm. And what it does is basically it's trying to identify people who then can be subjected to tests. So instead of randomly testing people, what this AI seems to do is pick up people. Uh, so I would like to know how does this program, EVA, how does it do it? Like what are the uh, data, what are the kinds of data sets it uses and what are the algorithms that this program uses? So can you tell me about this? Yeah, right. Like I said before, like I mentioned, so in many countries what happens is Travelers are chosen for COVID-19 testing at random or uh, according to the risk categories. Now, for example, a person who is coming from a region with a higher rate of infections will be prioritized for testing over someone who is traveling from a region with a lower rate. But in contrast, EVA collected not only the travel history, but also the demographic data, such as the age and the gender from the passenger information forms that are required for entry to Greece. It then matched those characteristics with data from previously tested passengers and used the results to estimate an uh, individual's risk of infection. Now, the COVID-19 tests were then targeted to travelers calculated to be at the highest risk. And uh, the algorithm also issued tests to allow it to fill data gaps, ensuring that it remained up to date as the situation unfolded. Also, this is sort of like a feedback loop as the more data you put in, the the quality of the results that you get, get better. And also, the analysis showed that EVA, on average, identified 1.85 times more asymptomatic infected travelers than what a conventional random surveillance testing would have normally achieved. And during the peak travel season of August and September, the detection of infection rates was up to two to four times higher than that was that was achieved using random testing. Okay, so the data that Eva was using, it's not, it's nothing new. This is the same kind of information we provide when we are applying for a visa or what airlines gather from us when we are, you know, traveling. So this, the data seems to be data that is widely available that was used by Eva. But what were the algorithms that Eva actually functioned upon? 
Right. So the underlying technology of EGA is called a contextual banded algorithm, which is a machine learning framework built for a sequential decision making. And it takes into account various practical challenges like the information that varies with time and testing budgets with our, which are specific to different ports. And the algorithm also balances the need to maintain high quality surveillance estimates of COVID-19 prevalence across countries and the allocation of limited testing results to catch the likely infected travelers. EVA is also the first instant of that technology being applied to address a public health challenge, although these uh, such algorithms have been previously used in online advertising. Now, in using the EVA model, like so the Greece required every individual or family who were planning to enter the country to fill out a form 24 hours before the arrival. And this form was called passenger locator form, where they provided some basic information about themselves, such as uh, the other countries they have visited in the past year. And all those who submitted uh, those forms received a QR code that allowed tracking. So EVA's algorithm processes this information in the forms to identify those who need to get tested for COVID-19. Very interesting. So the data that EVA used was data that is generally provided by travelers, international travelers, and the algorithms that were already existing, but for very different use cases. So the creators of EVA have, have sort of combined these two aspects. But then the next magical question comes is that, of course, it's relying on data and data of travelers. And this would lead to serious issues related to privacy of data, right? And I'm pretty sure there have been many other programs or ideas that would have been, have been shot down because they were too invasive. Uh, and you see, and Greece is part of the EU, uh, European Union. The European Union has pretty strict rules and regulations regarding data privacy. So how did the how did the Greece go, Greek government and the 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 programmers at EVA counter this? I mean, how did they how did they like adhere to these high standards of privacy? Yeah, so like we like you said, EU has very stringent data protection laws, right? And so to counter this, EVA was developed in consultation with lawyers who ensured that this, this program was abided by the privacy protections which were afforded by the EU's uh, GDPR, which is uh, General Data Protection Regulation. So under, this, under the GDPR, organizations such as airlines that collect personal data uh, need to follow security standards and obtain consent to store and use the data and to share them with public authority. And this information connected tends to be restricted to the minimum amount required for the stated purpose. So basically, whatever data the people were already giving to the airlines, that was taken. But apart from that, the one thing that was added was that the consent was taken to make sure that this data could be used by the public authority to determine who needs to get tested. And with this, we would like to take a small break. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, we were talking about Greece's success in deploying an AI program called EVA to help them screen a potential COVID patients. So I would like to continue this conversation with Priyal. And what I wanted to ask her next was, can any 
country deploy programs like EVO or did it uniquely, you know, fit Greece's needs during the pre-corridor season last year? Uh, is it scalable? Are there any, are you aware of any efforts by other countries that are interested in EVO? A country especially larger uh, in size than Greece. Uh, can you tell me about this? Yeah, sure. So EVA is an open source technology, which means the developers will provide it uh, free of cost to any country that might want it. Now, they have made already made presentations to the COVID task forces in different countries in the European Union. But adopting adapting it to other countries would involve uh, designing passenger locator forms that are appropriate for the different immigration processes and dovetailing back-end resources just testing labs. In fact, the creators are also working on refining EVA to incorporate more passenger-specific information uh, than they used in Greece's deployment. So you, as you know, Europe's data protection, general data protection regulation is very stringent. So it limited the scope of data that they could use with EVA. They used only anonymized and aggregated data with limited demographic information. Other countries with like less stringent data protection regulations could gather a wide range of data such as occupation because there are certain occupations that carry much higher risk of COVID-19 than the others. Okay, so as of now only Greece is using EVA and not any other country. Okay, so moving from EVA particularly, are you aware of any other AI ML technology that was used during pandemic for various reasons. It could have been, it could be screening, it could be designing of drugs. Are there any more technologies that have come up in the last year, especially during the pandemic years? Yeah, so AI can be employed to uh, like help detect, diagnose and prevent the spread of the virus. Now, algorithms that identify patterns and anomalies are already working to detect and predict the spread of COVID-19 as while image recognition systems are speeding up the medical diagnosis. For example, um, AI-powered early warning systems helped detect epidemiological patterns by mining the mainstream news, online content, and other information channels in multiple languages to provide early warnings, which can complement syndromic uh, surveillance and other healthcare networks and data flows. AI tools also helped identifying virus transmission chains and uh, monitor the broader economic impacts. In several cases, AI technologies have also demonstrated their potential to infer epidemiological data more rapidly than traditional reporting of health data. A number of countries have also used population surveillance to monitor the COVID-19 cases. For example, in South Korea, algorithms used geolocation uh, data, surveillance camera footage, and uh, credit card records to trace coronavirus patients. Now, while machine learning models also use travel, payment and communications data to predict the location of the next outbreak and inform uh, broader checks, search engines. Uh, so search engines and social media have also helped and are also helping to track the disease in real time. Many countries like Austria, China, Poland, Israel, uh, South Korea and Singapore 
have set up uh, contact tracing systems to identify possible infection routes. In fact, in Israel, geolocation data was used to identify people coming into close contact with known virus carriers and would send them text messages directing them to isolate themselves immediately. So you probably know my next question. What is happening domestically? Does Did India see any deployment of AI-enabled uh, technologies during the last year? So the deployment of AI in India has been very local as far as uh, my information goes. I know that Madurai and Telangana were using AI technology to track mask violators, which is the video analytics software. And it takes the data feeds from CCTVs in public places to detect people that are violating the health department protocols. Uh, there was also a case of where Pune-based uh, startup Glimpse Analytics has been using AI to alert commercial stores and offices of social distancing violations during the pandemic. Another case was the Center of Artificial Intelligence and Robotics in DRDO has developed an AI-based intelligent uh, COVID detection application software called uh, Atman AI. The intelligent uh, web-based software can classify images under normal COVID-19 and pneumonia using chest x-rays. And so far, this uh, software has been tested and validated by doctors from uh, HCG Center for Academics and Research and Ankh Life Center in uh, Bangalore. Very interesting. But all these examples seems to be local, almost like a pilot projects, if I can use the word. Uh, a hospital here, or maybe a mall there, or a uh, city like Madurai. But what about tools on the level of EVA, like for screening, especially at maybe state borders or even for international passes coming into India? Do you see any use case for such uh, tools, AI-enabled tools for India as a whole? Personally, in my opinion, uh, yes, AI using uh, machine learning is a great tool and we have countries that have used it effectively. And given the fact that India has suffered massively during the first and second wave, using tools like EVA could help uh, in better surveillance. EVA also allowed Greece to identify when a country was exhibiting a spike in COVID-19 infections a median of nine days earlier than what would have been possible with uh, machine learning-based algorithms using only publicly available data. So using real-time information to track people that are both symptomatic and asymptomatic will definitely help us in containing the virus. And we could track the people moving between the states and also determine other places such as specific districts or specific areas or states that could have an outbreak. And not just for COVID, but in the case of, and uh, if, if there were to be a case of an epidemic or a pandemic in the future, timely employment of such AI-based tools could be uh, of enormous help given the population of our country and also the fact that India cannot afford to have nationwide lockdowns that can that span for weeks and months. But before uh, all of this, we need to make sure that uh, data protection laws and privacy laws are in place effectively to ensure that there is no misuse of data and privacy of our people. Uh, yes, you're absolutely right, Priya. Um, data protection privacy laws are definitely a cause for worry while employing such algorithms which require a lot of background data. But are there any more uh, challenges uh, that are not very apparent when one one is thinking of deploying such kind of uh, programs, are you aware of any more challenges uh, than the obvious ones? So yeah, like 
like we discussed previously, challenges are definitely there from ensuring uh, individuals' privacy is protected to the need to independently verify its accuracy. Now, moreover, EBA is a reminder of why proposals for a pandemic treaty must consider rules and protocols on the proper use of AI and big data. These uh, need to be drawn up in advance so that such analysis can be used quickly and safely in an emergency. Now, techniques such as machine learning that use uh, AI are limited by the quality of available data. Researchers have uh, revealed multiple times in uh, which algorithms that were intended to improve decision making in areas such as medicine and criminal justice, they reflect and perpetuate biases that are common in society. The field also needs to develop standards to indicate when data and the algorithms uh, that learn from them are of sufficient quality to be used to make important decisions in an emergency. There, we also must focus on transparency about how algorithms are designed and what data are used to train them. Now, as such, we know that algorithms are becoming extremely, increasingly prominent and are being widely accepted. It could be very easy for them to uh, go, for them to go unnoticed in day-to-day -day life or to be put into uh, nefarious use. One example is that of facial recognition technologies, which can be used to reduce criminal behavior, but can also be abused to invade people's privacy. Now, although EVA's creators uh, succeeded in doing what they intended to do. It is important to remember the limitations of big data and machine learning and also to develop ways to govern such uh, techniques so that they can be quickly and uh, safely be deployed. Yes, uh, uh, very true. So thanks, Priyal. It was really uh, informative podcast. So what I would like to say in conclusion is that, of course, these data tools are useful, but we need to maintain the right balance, achieve the right balance between privacy uh, of data, individual data, and the accuracy that these algorithms can achieve. Also, the other issue arises is that we need to set sensible limits on the decision-making power of an algorithm. So we need to really come up with frameworks to decide where, at which level of these algorithms should human intervention uh, should be deployed. But overall, yes, these um, tools are really useful and at least in the case of Greece with Eva this seems to be a success story that's all folks thank you for listening thank you if you liked our show don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network you can tune into them on the IVM podcast app ivmpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts you can also follow IVM on social media the handle is at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And hey, if you'd like to dive into Takshashila's research on technology, strategy and economic affairs, check us out at our Twitter handle at takshashilainst or our website takshashila.org.in.